how to go from silent quit to a true legit without burning bridges. In this video, Teresa Scott will share how to go from burnout to brilliance by focusing on what energizes you. You'll learn to find your passion and make a career out of it. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show. Make sure to subscribe so you know when we're coming on and you're about to go on a wellness driven ride. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard, and I'm here with my wife, Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be, but we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. Whether you're a new parent, or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together. I'm really pleased to share our guest with you today. Teresa Scott is an experienced learning and development program strategist with over six years of experience in instructional design, e-learning development, and project management. Her mission is to empower professionals to own their skill development through engaging online learning experiences. Teresa holds a master's degree in instructional design and technology from Sanford University and has led several learning initiatives for organizations such as AT&T, DirectTV, and eBay on career development, leadership, and DE&I. Throughout her career, Teresa has demonstrated a passion for learning and developing creative, creative solutions that drive an impact to increase the knowledge and skills of professionals. She is skilled in video animation, graphic design, and gamification. Teresa enjoys sneaker shopping and spending time with her family in her free time. Please help me welcome Teresa Scott. Hey, oh, Teresa. Yeah. Hey, how are you? Great. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show. You made it here. I did. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And you have such a great background and I love what you stand for because, you know, as said in the title, if we're not passionate about what we're doing in our careers, that makes such a big difference. 
But what I'd love for you to do is to introduce you to our audience today. Sure, absolutely. So again, everyone, my name is Teresa Scott. I am a learning and development program strategist. And what I love to do is break that down. So the simplified version of what I do is when you think about your professional development, where you're wanting to go online, whether it's in your organization or your own time, and increase your skills in leadership, communication, uh, becoming a brand advocate, whatever it might be, I'm that person that that creates that learning experience for you. So thinking about the engagement, whether it's you know seeing a video or a scenario-based uh, game or some type of interaction or even animation, graphic design, I'm that person that pieces those things together so that you can really take the information that you spent so much time learning and go and apply it in real life, whether it's in your career, professional, you know, leisure time, whatever the case is, and you can really be able to apply that and increase your knowledge and skills. So like I said, keeping it simple, but that is what I do to really um, empower professionals. That's amazing. And you definitely have that creative aspect of you and certainly can bring that out to others. Tell us a little bit about how you got started in that. What is what is something from your life history that really brought you into this or started thinking about the, the importance of how creativity in your careers is so important? You know, I actually really fell into this career. I, I, I tell people this career honestly found me. Um, starting out uh, in college, getting my bachelor's degree for communications. Um, I really didn't have a clear vision on what that was going to look like in the end. Um, and I was, but I was also like concurrently at the same time working full time as a digital marketing and sales uh, agent for um, Yellow Pages at the time in their call center. And I did, I was doing that for that, for that time being going to school, working full time. And you know, after a while of working in sales, it got to a point where I was getting, I was nearing the end of my degree. And I kept thinking to myself, what's next? Like, what can I do with this degree? Where can I go next? How can I pivot from sales? Because for me personally, I had a great time doing it. I was really good at it. I don't believe in half-stepping anything I do. Um, but it, it, it wasn't something I enjoyed. It wasn't something that made me happy. It was very draining. It was stressful. Um, the beat down of talking to people on the phone, possibly getting cussed out. You just never know what happens. And, you know, I had a coworker at that time who his wife was a service student, student services counselor for my university. He said, Teresa, you know, we're introducing this program for instructional design technology. And I thought, hmm, what is this? You know, I got curious because I'm always trying to figure out, you know, what's the next thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious. She was like, you know, uh, this is going to be one of those um, career fields that's going to grow over time and all these things. And I thought, OK, this this could be futuristic. Like I, I want to be I didn't want to just think about what's that next year, but what can be a, something long term for me. So I went into I finished my bachelor's degree, went into that cohort and I really enjoyed it. I thought, you know, this is interesting. I never thought about training in this aspect. I think a lot like mm -hmm. Me, myself, like a lot of us, you know, we see training, you think, okay, well, it's the information, I, I get it, but really going through that, understanding the process, the methodology behind how you put that together to really build something that's effective um, was something that really captivated me. Yeah. Um, so, so when I finished my degree, I thought, oh my God, how can I get into this field? Like, I, I, I really didn't want to be in a position where I had this degree, but I went and completely left field, you know, in, in my career with it. So, um, at the time I was like, I said, I was in sales and I started applying for jobs in that field and I couldn't get them. 
I got I got a lot of no's. I spent like a year. I, I I couldn't get a job, and all of the denials were not enough experience. Well, how do you gain experience when you're mm-hmm. applying for a job for experience? Common. So, so I, I thought to myself, okay, what what skills do I have? What transferable skills do I have at this organization that I was in? Um, they they actually didn't have an opportunity for me. They were going through an acquisition. The company was going in opposite direction. So I made a lateral move from sales to another organization with AT&T and their sales department. I came in and I, and I reflected on, on, on all the things that when in my past experience, when I, when I went for a role, I didn't get it. You know, what was the feedback? You know, you didn't put yourself out there or we didn't know you were interested or all these things. Cause early on, I thought to myself, you know, if I work hard um, and I apply, I'll get the job. That's not that wasn't the case, you know. That that just wasn't the case. Um, and so I thought to myself, so what were some things that I could do better? What some things I didn't do and applied that going forward? So I said, okay, I came into through the doors and I said, okay, you want you want to do sales? I can do sales. I can do sales. I can I can hit numbers. I was top 10 in the call center. Um, but then but also what I paired with it was understanding the value of really building a network, you know, mm. talking to other leaders, understanding what is the process to move from. A to Z and really verbalizing other people so they know what I'm interested in doing next and taking my career. I'm interested in having a career here. Where can I go? And started verbalizing that. I ended up getting a mentor um, who was actually my trainer when I came into the organization. And we, she's let me shadow the class. We, I did a little bit of training of like my new peers and new hire class while I was a new hire myself. <laughs> um, and just really just demonstrating my leadership skills on top of it, in addition to doing my sales. And when it came about, when the time came about for applying for a role for a senior training manager, what I wanted to do, um, I applied, I got it. I, I now had, I had things to talk to. I had experience. I had leadership skills. I had people who could at least write me a, a referral. Like I had been, I was ready at this point. I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <finally. laughs> um, and when I came into it, God, I, I like, I like to tell people the team I came into, um, with at t was like a group of pioneers. And when I talk about this, these were folks who were building, they were building training from the ground up. That was one thing, but they were versed in 2D and 3D animation. They were versed in video production, not just actually shooting the video and editing, but also writing the scripts so they could, they could articulate and know what to shoot and everything. And all those components, I am like a sponge when it comes to learning new things. So, I, so every person on that team that had that skill, I sat next to them. And I said, hey, can you show me how to do this? And they were like, absolutely. Hey, can you show me how to do animation? Can you show me how to do graphic design? Can you show me how to write a video? Uh, you know, even, even um, one of my teammates who was versed at videography, I didn't pick up a camera personally, but he definitely taught me a lot of skills and things to look for, you know, just down to the lighting and the, the whole process of shooting a proper video. And that is where I just, I am, I, I enjoyed it. I fell in love with the process. It was it was complex. It was creative. It was engaging, and it was, it was amazing to see literally nothing, having nothing, and making it into something. And that's really how I came into it. And so, oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I I can absolutely, and the audience too can see your passion for this and how energized you are. And I I heard a few things. Um, one I want to say is is when you were able to teach. The team is once uh, once taught, twice learned, right? And mm-hmm. that gave you more uh, exposure in front of others. And then it just boosted you to be able to show that you're confident and capable. And 
also, you, you know, when we go back to when you experienced the time where th the job was not fulfilling for you and it, it just motivated you to search for something else. And what I heard during your story is that, you know, when you got that year of no's, it didn't let you, it didn't stop you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like because you had that understanding of what didn't fulfill you and didn't serve you, it wasn't going to let you stop. You were going to keep going and keep pushing until, you know, you, you hit that goal of where you found something that, that lit you up. Exactly. You know, anyone that knows me best knows that when I want something, I have to have it. And I, to me, a no is a not right now. Mm -hmm. Um, it is, but it's taking some time to, to recognize that just realizing how I have to show up and advocate for myself. You know, I, I talk about, you know, getting those denials, being told I didn't have enough experience, even, even when I was in sales, you know, there was a point in time in sales where I thought, okay, well, I can be a manager. You know, I'm, 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 I'm honestly training my, my peers on how to do sales. I'm hopping on their sales calls, helping them close their sales. You know, I could be a leader to help propel the team forward, but still being denied after, you know, showing, showing my capability, showing my skills, being told, you know, Hey, Teresa, you know, I understand you get that job, but I wish I was making this much money when you, when I was your age. And, you know, I'm, and I'm sitting there like, what, what is, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, but, but when, when, you, when you're, when you're showing up and you're demonstrating and you're getting the feedback, and you're recognizing that there's no negative. Like I, I'm asking for like, where, where can I improve? And there's no negative. I, I realized that there was a point where I had to really show up for myself and say, okay, you have to take control because it, there are, there are other people who are either going to try to, they're either going to support you or hold you back. And it's up to you to decide which one, which, which way you want to go and how you navigate that. And you have to be in control of it. So I, I had to really show up for myself at a point to say, you know what? You're telling me no, but I'm going to keep going. I, I, this is what I want. This is what I want to do. And I'm going to keep going forward with that. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, we, you have such a, a, a colorful story. I love it. And you have so much good things to say and, and give away to the audience, to the world. I love the light that you're bringing in and, and teaching others. When we come back from the commercial, I want to talk a little bit more. I, I know there was definitely some pivotal moments that you experienced uh, to help you make certain decisions to move forward when we come back. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. 
Hi, I'm April Hove, the Managing Director of the Fort Worth, Texas chapter of eWomen Network. I'm so excited that you stopped to watch this video. I've got good news for you. You have just discovered an international network of women entrepreneurs who are committed to helping you achieve, succeed, and prosper. We are on a mission to help 1 million women entrepreneurs each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. Here at eWomen Network, we have a complete success system that supports you every step of the way in building and growing your business. You being here right now is no accident. We're supposed to know about you. We want to meet you to find out how we can help you as well as learn about what you have to offer. With over 500,000 women connecting through 118 chapters across the US, Canada, Australia, and the UK, you are never alone. If this is resonating with you, please go to eWomenNetwork.com slash Fort Worth. Notice too, my contact information. I invite you to reach out to me and check out our upcoming in-person and online events. I am really looking forward to introducing you to our community. Welcome back. So Teresa, I, I know that you hit so much on a bunch of your story, but I would love for you to share what were some specific moments or pivotal moments where you really decided and knew that you needed to make a change or when you found out what it was you were passionate about? So I'll start with when I knew I needed to make a change. Um, I think it was a point when I was on my sales. I was, again, going back early on digital marketing and sales. I was on my team and my manager at the time said, hey, Teresa, I would love if you could come into the manager's meeting and teach them on. I think it was like a new system or something at that time. And I led that meeting, um, knocked it out, uh, brought a lot of things to the light on how to use the system that they didn't know. They even asked me to train a couple of their members on their teams. Of course, I had done it already for my own as well. And when it came time for, you know, to apply for a role that I got denied for it. And I, and I asked you, you know, what was that reasoning for it? And I couldn't really get a clear and direct response. And, and for me, rejection is a part of life. Mm -hmm. We get yeses, we get noes. That's not a big deal to me. Um, however, when I ask for feedback so I can improve or at least know why the denial came about and I can't get a clear response that lets me know that, you know, you just you just overlook me and it starts to it, it gets to a point where one time not a big deal. But then there's a second time and then there's a third time. And actually with me, there's a fourth, there's a fifth. Mm. It's like I'm not fully valued here. Mm. And. You know, I'm the type of person that, again, if I do something, I'm going to do it wholeheartedly because I want to be the best at it. I want to be great at it. And, you know, and especially at the time in sales, you know, it's it's competitive in a sense. You know, you have those you have those morning rallies. I want my shout out. You know, I put up X amount of dollars in sales. You know, I'm doing that. And and then when I'm recognized for additional when I'm going out of my way to do additional things on top of it, you know, and still not getting um getting that recognition in terms of getting to that next level of my career, I recognize that 
I couldn't grow. Like I could not grow. And, you know, there wasn't anything anyone could tell me anything different. So I'm like, okay, obviously I've plateaued here. I've reached the peak <laughs> and there's, there's no indirection in sight. And so when I got introduced to the master's program for instructional design technology, that was just kind of, you know, the tip of the nail, because at that point now it's like, okay, I have this degree. I, I want to do this. I want to apply education to real life. How can I do that? And when I knit, when I recognize, not only could I not get promoted as a leader, but now I can't also apply this. It's, it's time to move on. And I have, I have to do something different. Yeah. Ah, uh, wow. That was deep, you know, because, and, and I think that so many of us really have experiences like that within our career life. And you mentioned you, you didn't feel heard, you didn't feel valued. And then you weren't able to grow. You didn't exactly. feel like you had a, an environment that you could truly be yourself and grow from and learn from. And so there's this stagnant aspect of, you know, why, why mm -hmm. am I here? Mm -hmm. And so you and then you went into another program where you started seeing things different, where there are possibilities mm -hmm. of something different. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, uh, the one of the biggest fears I have is being complacent. Um, you know, uh, throughout my career as a whole, I think I, I've I've worked alongside some amazing professionals, but uh, at the same time. There, people, we, we, we as people naturally get complacent with things that are comfortable, they're guaranteed, they're sure, and we don't take the time to really take a step back and invest in ourselves because, you know, a, the reality is a job is not always so guaranteed. I don't care full time or part time. You know, they get they can make a, a change at any given moment, and then hey, where where are you? You're you're back to square one, and we don't take the time to really invest in our, our, ourselves and really advocate for ourselves. Then really kind of do yourself a disservice. And so when, again, just really for me at that time, evaluate my situation, you know, where can I go? How can I grow? And I can't do it here, making that pivotal step to say, you know what, if I can't get the job directly for what I want to do, how can I, what skills do I have that I could transfer over? And, and, and that could still get me to the next level. Like I'm the type of person where if I can't go through the front door, I'll get in through the back. And then I go up, if I take the stairs, I'll take the stairs because I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. And so, you know, just building that strategy on how I can get in through that door and find it. And for me, it was finding a place where, one, I could take those skills I had to transfer on, but also where could I grow to, mm. to that next level as well. So that's that twofold look for it, look out for it. I love that. That wording is so cool. Uh, you know, where can I go? Where can I grow? And if I can't get in the front door, I'm going to the back door and I'm taking the stairs. Um, in fact, that's a really good book. I can't remember who wrote it. Take the stairs, but it's what it remind me. Uh, but that's, that's really cool feedback and, and such a strong perspective that um, I think is really valuable for our audience because don't let anything stop you. You know, if you're not happy, then 
just keep going, <laughs> find another way because there is another way. So um, I want to bring us back into another commercial. And when we get back, let's start diving into what you do, what you're good at, and how you shine the light for others to be able to find this and the creative side within them when we come back. With key ingredients supported by over 80 clinical trials, the exclusive formulation of the Bella Grace Collagen Elixir is changing lives everywhere. Ingesting collagen peptides alone is not very helpful. This is where most collagen products fall short and where Bella Grace changes everything. Unlike other collagen products, the Bella Grace Collagen Elixir controls the gene switches which activate collagen creation and disables the enzymes that break down the matrix. Bella Grace Collagen Elixir contains Verisol, the world's best and most clinically studied form of collagen. These elite collagen peptides influence the skin's collagen metabolism directly from the inside. Nature's most powerful antioxidant. 6,000 times more potent than vitamin C, Astereal Astaxanthin prevents the activation of gene switches that drive inflammation and activates the gene switch responsible for cellular repair and longevity, forming bridges across cell membranes, protecting them from free radical attack. Amazonian Cat's Claw suppresses the enzymes that degrade collagen and our skin matrix caused by oxidants and inflammation. It simply turns the switch off. The world's most studied collagen, plus activating the genes that make collagen, plus switching off the genes that break down collagen, has resulted in something the world has never experienced. The Bella Grace Collagen Elixir. Start your 30-day Bella Grace Challenge today. There's a link in the description to learn more about Bella Grace. And Teresa, uh, based on your, your history and all of these learning experiences that you've had, you know, with your career, the trials and tribulations, you know, not feeling valued in the workplace, not feeling heard, not feeling like you have a place to grow in. Tell me a little bit about from based from those experiences. Now, how do you bring this to light to your customers? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, when I think about my career journey, you know, some people can say, you know, well, that's 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 the early on career experience or, you know, th that's those are some things that people are in early career stages face. But as I went on AT&T and doing training and development training, I recognize, you know, actually a prime example when COVID hit, especially. I think that took the world by storm and mm -hmm. how to pivot, how to make these changes. People lost their jobs. You know, they were starting over and all, all these major things happened. And I recognize that you you have to you have to be, begin to advocate for yourself. You have to really be 
for thinking about what skills you're looking to develop, how you want to grow. You know, I, I, I think the reality is we're all, no matter what age we are, what stage we're in, we're all trying to figure it out. We're all trying to understand where to go in our lives. And what I, what I want for my, through my business, I want to create career advocates. You know, one on one half, whereas I support other businesses and be their resource to continue to deliver their training and strate- with strategic solutions, they're able to truly educate their, their clients, their workforce, the people they support, but giving them a platform where People can say, you know what, I, I want to pick this up. I want to be able to 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 learn these new skills. I don't have the time, but now you do. Now you can you can learn on your time. It's it's on demand, it's readily available, it's consistent information, and it's digestible. Uh, where I really plug in is what I really feed off and what I what I found that truly energizes me is taking something that's so complex to someone else and really being able to break that down. I've been in a situation where somebody say, Well, Teresa, all I have is you know this pdf or all i have is this document all i have is this, you know a uh, powerpoint and it always starts with all i have you know and they're usually in a panic and i'm like okay that that to me that's a sweet spot to come in and be able to solve that problem to be to come in and say you know what let's let's take what we have and we can we can we can i can do the research we can gather more information and and put these tools together because it's, a, it's so important that employers supply their employees with development opportunities but also Concurrently, employees are able to access those resources to advocate for themselves, you know, to because it's a two way street to be able to grow in that business, to be able to grow in your career. And if I'm if me being able to do that is really where I feel I create the greatest value. I create the greatest partnership and I really help to strengthen, you know, that value proposition on both ends. Yeah, this is really where you get to take from burnout to brilliance. Exactly. Right? And, you know, also what I hear is, you know, when we talk about people not being happy and, you know, now the big term, right? And I use it in the description because it's such a a, a noisy term right now is the silent quitting. And so I know that from what I understand, you really dive deep into whether it's a company with the team or whether it's somebody on an individual level level and they're going into an entrepreneurial world or they have a small team where you're helping them create and design um, something that helps alleviate that that burnout slash silent quitting aspect. We don't want anyone to get to that point. Absolutely. You know, and I know so many people professionally and personally, you think about you, you, you start a job. The, the employer has spent, I don't know, having me thousands of dollars, probably twenty to fifty thousand dollars onboarding this new employee, mm-hmm. but you miss the mark in providing them true training on how to do the job, and you right. you, you sure yourself because this is an opportunity to resell your brand. They're representing your business, so why are we not talking about what is that? What does your brand look like? What is that brand voice? How do we utilize like how you walk, talk and speak should be within that training and also showing them how to apply that into the role. It is better. You create better performing employees. And what does that mean? Generating more efficiencies, more revenue for the business. It's a two way street. But so many times uh, people get into these jobs, whether it's, you know, one year, 10 years, however long they get into these roles, I should say. 
and they don't have effective training and they don't they have no clue what to do and they they've had somebody to give them you know that something that this course here or they had this virtual class wherever they or whatever they 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 set up for them but it truly wasn't effective enough for them to feel confident in doing the job and so what happens quiet quitting or people just doing enough to get by and you know the to maybe if they're on the phone job, so you know, just to keep the fault, the calls flow, you know, you see the, you see the dial out. So whatever the case is, they're finding ways to mask, you know, their productivity. Yeah. But, and it's just, a, and it's just a lack of information and confidence, you know, a lot of times. Right. Yeah. So I, I want to take this kind of shift gears a little bit because this is what um, sort of excites me. And I'm sure that it's going to excite you as well, because it's what you do. But when we start talking about the types of training and what we're including in that training, you spoke a little bit about, um, you know, how are we engaging? And I think your knowledge with the gamification, how do you include and what do you include in the training for employees in order to really make them feel, well, A, that they're getting the knowledge and information, right? Because we want it to stick. Mm -hmm. uh, that only makes sense. And that they're engaged enough to want to continue with the learning. Because I know I've been in the corporate world as well. And you see the training modules and it's like, okay, uh, get me some more coffee, please, because I'm passing <laughs> out. This is, I can't take this no more, you know? So <laughs> tell me a little bit more about that. I want to know the science behind what it is that you can take and apply and give to uh, a learning audience? Sure. Uh, I'll start with an example just to have something to talk to. So I think about our supporter recruiting team at one point and they, you know, recruiters, they have these different systems they use to source new talent and to into the organization and go through resumes and all that great stuff. And what's ha what happened with this particular team was that they got this new system Company spent a lot of money on they wanted them to use and they had just had a previous system that that they didn't have too much longer themselves so they had finally figured that one out but now we're getting rid of that one and we're going into a new one and so we're having to unlearn the old learn the new mm. and you know their, their their training solution was to maybe reach out to like the account managers of the platform and they do like a like a um uh, a workshop, so to speak, where they share their screen kind of like this and they walk you through the, the training and show you, like, walk you through the system and kind of show you what the ins and outs and all this good stuff. And, and you find that agents or well, these recruiters, they'll, they'll go into this training, they'll walk out, and there's still some uncertainty. They're still not completely sure, you know, they're still not completely confident in how to utilize this system. And so, where I plug in is thinking about, okay, a lot of times when we run the business or we run the product, whatever the case is, our thing is, well, we need to use it. We spent this money. It does X, Y, Z. We need to use it. And you go in and you go out and do it. Well, the person on the end, you're just kind of you're giving kind of an information dump. Like you said, you know, you might sit in that training, you know, 30 minutes, one hour, a couple of days. You might be overloaded and you haven't really you've seen it, but you haven't really touched the system. Some of the information you've probably forgotten. And what I would think about is really put myself in an opposing person's seat on how they would learn this how they would learn that system. What are going to be some functions they need from the day to day? And they, and again, thinking about, they just had another system in place. So why is it valuable for them to, to, to really take on this one? I'm not saying necessarily that we're talking about, well, they, they make you use this one or the other, but really for them to understand why is this valuable so they can walk into it, you know, at least with an open mind and say, I am willing to learn, 
learn it to at a quicker pace. I'm, I'm willing to go ahead and apply it, dive in and so on. Because a lot of us have, we have reservations about new things. A lot of people have reservations about learning new skills, going to new systems. And I think we need to be more strategic about how we do that, that, that training. So I would look at it from, well, why are we not doing a simulation? It's a new system. Give them what's called like a sandbox environment. Let them play in it. They can't break anything. People are, again, scared of, the, scared of what they don't know. But if you give them an environment where they can see it, interact, engage, you walk them through it, provide feedback in that moment, then they're able to say, you know what? Okay, I, I did this. That wasn't going to work. But when I hit this, this worked and I and it, it gave me feedback and I knew why. So when I go into that real system, now I recognize, you know what? This is exactly what I do because I just saw it over here in the, in, the, in the training environment. You know, just those simple things are, are, are a bit turnkey. And now, now you look at it, people are using the platform. They're signing up. They're utilizing it more. They're straying away from the old system more and more. They're, they're more engaged with it. But that's but that's just thinking outside the box on how to go from, okay, we've given them training to know. We've given them an effective training solution to be able to apply it now for the, for the job. I think your sound went out. I can't hear you. <laughs> You really are utilizing that gamification aspect of, of that in your training. And, you know, that's exactly what is continuing to keep people energized in order to stay engaged and listen and want to be a part of that. So would you, Teresa, would you have any recommendations for people if we're, we're outside of the training aspect, but just in, you know, their career lives in general, um, how, how would you suggest people stay energized in, in the career world in general? You know, I think, I think with every role, we find ourselves doing a little bit extra, you know, whether it is, you know, organizing events, having, you know, mentoring sessions, whatever the case is. And I say lean into those things that you find to be, you know, it literally energizes. It makes you feel good. That makes you feel like, you know, I can take on the rest of the day. You know, if you, if you go into if you go into a meeting, you leave out and you're smiling, you feel good, you're, you're, you're ready to go to the next thing. That's probably an indication that this is something I enjoy doing. Maybe I need to mentor more. Maybe I need to do more speaking engagement. Maybe I need to teach more, whatever the case is. I say lean into that more often to really be able to find yourself and find that thing that you enjoy. Hmm. And so I'm going to go to our last commercial. And when we come back, I, I want you to dive in a little bit to what lessons you have learned that continue to energize you today. So when we get back. Hello, everyone. I am Kim Jacobs, the host of The Kim Jacobs Show. And you all know who's right here with me, Dr. Les Brown. How are you, Dr. Brown? I'm blessed and highly favored. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the time you want to give yourself a competitive edge. If you got a message, you have some knowledge or experience, a story, or if you want to do something adventurous and exciting with your life that can increase your credibility, expose you to millions of people, I am encouraging you to have your own talk show. I used to have a talk show. That one talk show catapulted me to another level. Now there are more people watching the internet, as you are aware, than television. Yes. Come on, somebody. That's right. Dr. Kim Jacobs, she trained people on how to have 
their own talk show. She will train you how to do that. And now with me working, partnering with her, now you have the combination of an audience, expansive audience. We have over 4 million people in all of our platforms and the coaching you need to grow your business, to grow your multi-level marketing organization, to draw more attention to yourself in this noisy economy. Go ahead, Kim. So in the training that I do, Les, I actually do a six-week training. It's one hour per week. And each week I meet with the individuals one-on-one. -on -one. We go through and we talk about all of the things that's necessary for a show to become a reality. We go from how to actually identify your focus area, what's going to be your ideal customer that's going to be tuning in. We'll talk about how to get guests, how to get sponsorship, how to go about getting your lighting, your branding, and your banners, and everything that you need to know. And guess what, Les? They right. own their own content at the end of the day. And that's exciting. Now, if you're ready to, to, to create a shift in your business and in your life and increase your cash flow, I want you to go to KimJacobsConsulting.com. It's right there on the screen. KimJacobsConsulting.com. You know, people say opportunity knocks on every door. Right. No. Opportunity stands by silently waiting for you to recognize it. So I want you to recognize that this is a time for you. This is an incredible time to have your own talk show. It establishes a level of credibility. Yes. And by being exposed to people on a regular basis, it allows you to strategically begin to impact and attract your audience. She can take you in a place in yourself that you can't go by yourself. So go to Kim Jacobs consulting.com. That's Kim Jacobs consulting.com. Did I say Kim Jacobs consulting.com? Yes, you did. Very good. Make sure you go there and sign up for the coaching. And we're looking forward to working with you. You have something special. You have greatness within you. That's my story. And that's Kim's story. And we're sticking to it. Bye for now. Bye-bye. <laughs> Love it. Yes. I, speaking of, of courses and training, right? Kim is an incredible coach. Um, and also speaking of, you know, giving shout outs, I want to bring in a, a comment. Um, it looks like Imari said, I have taken a course created by Blueprint and it was so engaging. And so I also want to let our viewers know if you have something to say or ask, please leave it in the comments. And if you happen to be watching the recording, then leave a comment still and we'll get back to you. So that was really nice. I love that. So let's talk a little bit more about, I, I, I would love to know, um, what lessons have you learned that continue to motivate you today? You know, and this is going to sound so odd because it did to me at first, but I've learned one to fail forward. Um, mm. And I, that that term, I, I used to be so confused when I heard that term. Like, what does that mean? But not being afraid to fail. I think, you know, the reality is when you fail, that is that is a lesson to be learned. You know, you know, like I said earlier, I, I, I thought back to what were some things I did early in my career that I could have did better on that I didn't do in terms of advocating for myself, in terms of speaking up, showcasing my leadership, all those things. You know, failing forward, 
is, is, is an amazing thing. You know, with every failure, you're, you're a step closer to success and don't let that, don't let that hold you back because you never know. It could be, it could be one, it could be two, it could be two, it could be 10, it could be however many, but success is on the other side. So just to keep going. Um, the second thing is to continue to learn, you know, no one person knows everything and no one expects you to know it all. I think the most, some of the most respected people are those who continue to learn and ask questions and be inquisitive and truly just, and I just truly genuinely curious about things. So those are two things that I, I carry with me every day and just continue to try new things, push myself forward, push myself out of my comfort zone to learn something new. You know, I, it helps me to understand what I like, what I don't like, what I'm willing to do and what I'm not willing to do. But at least like I say, I, I, I gave it my best and it takes me to the next level. And that's just, that's just what was, what I found to be what works for me. I love that. <laughs> Fail forward. That's perfect. You know, just to keep going, take the stairs and you know to continue to learn and and you absolutely have i mean that is so ingrained you, you know what i notice is that people's values when they really hold them dear and near they express that with everything that they do and teresa you are absolutely doing that with with what you do um you say continue to learn and you're you're teaching learning courses. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and you never stopped uh, the setbacks that you had and the people who didn't encourage you and support you, you didn't let that stop. So that is fail forwarding because with <laughs> all of the wisdom that you, you know, obtained during those failures, that's exactly what you did. And, and I think that it also shows up in what you do when, you know, you're not only, you know, giving your services to a corporate audience or a, a somebody in a small business with a small team, but you've really branched out from what I can tell to, you know, your, your audience is such a big scope. You'll really serve anybody who wants the desire to, to learn and grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what I love about it, 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 it puts me in a position where I can learn about their business, what energizes them, you know, really build authentic connections, build relationships and just, you know, building that momentum forward. So absolutely. I mean, I can't, I can't say it enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know what, here's what we're going to do. I want to make sure that our audience has your contact info, because if, if somebody on this, I know there's going to be somebody, but you want to get a hold of Teresa reach out to her. She's been more than generous to give out her Calendly link. <laughs> and that's, that's amazing. Uh, and then also visit her, her website at www.blueprintdesign.design and see what she's creating. And she's got a lot of cool things that you can see, and it'll open up your mind to be more creative yourself and see what's possible for you and your team if you have one. And, you know, if you're at the corporate level, see what's going on there and how can you reinvent and re-engage your team and, you know, the people that you're leading. So incredible stuff. Again, visit Teresa Scott. You can schedule with her at calendly.com slash blueprint. And that's B-L-E-U. So I want to make sure that the audience knows that it's not the traditional spelling of the color blue, but it's B-L-E-U print and her website, www.blueprint.design. 
My pleasure. Is there anything else that you would love to share with our audience today? You know, honestly, I just want to really uh, express my gratitude for you extending your platform to allow me to come in today, talk with you, have some good conversation, share what I do, share what I love. And I hope to connect with anyone else who's looking for, you know, inspiration, someone to support them, however the case is. I'm always happy to help. So, April, thank you for giving the platform to just keep the keep the conversation going. My pleasure. That is what I try to do best, right? <laughs> and speaking of, for our audience, this would not be possible without your generous contributions. So donate to the Wellness Driven Life Show. That's why we're here. That's why we have amazing people here, our guests that can give you so much light and wisdom and advice in their powerful stories and also their services if they have them to offer. There are so many of our guests have written books to inspire and have services to offer to help us succeed as a species. So it brings me great joy when you donate on the website at www.thewellnessdrivenlifeshow.com. You will be gifted with a beautiful email follow-up so you can keep for your records. So I want to thank everyone again for being a part of the Wellness Driven Life Show. And I want to say happy Friday. If you happen to be watching the live, it is Friday. <laughs> and Teresa and I are excited about that, the close of our week to enjoy the weekend with our families. And so goodbye for now. And I will see you next week on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Bye. <laughs>